and welcome back to another episode of the Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Tyler, what's up? Hey guys, we're back with another episode this week. Uh, we're going to break down some guys that we think are buy low candidates in Dynasty. Uh, let's jump into it. Yeah, yeah. It's the wire. D. Griffey. This the wire. Serving up a hot take. Around the league, serving jams like a hot plate. Who's the flex? First pick. Rounds four to eight. Trading with the base. That's Superman. We need a cake. This that fantasy. See who get the glory. Who's gonna stay up in their lane talking Tory? Who's gonna ride up on the train where the hype at? Yeah, you wanna start them, but matches, you might not like that. Three tutties next week, many's double covered. Takes on a hundred coming out the oven. Tim and Ty, they the guys, know you gotta love them. Take your pick, do it quick, they on fire. The wire. All right, so Tim, I guess this is kind of becoming almost a weekly thing. We're doing a dynasty topic every week at this point. Yeah, it's kind of a nice little breakdown. We have our, we have our redraft conversations, and we have our dynasty conversations in episode two. Yeah, I like it. Um, so this week, like I said before, we're gonna jump into some guys that we kind of think are buy low candidates. We'll uh, we'll talk about what they are, what their potential is, maybe a little bit, and then kind of what we think you could pro- possibly buy them for. Yeah, so right now, it, you know, it's it's going to be very, it, it's going to be something where you're not in a win-now situation, or even you are, and you can spare a piece, and you might be able to add for the future. Right. Um, these, a lot of these guys, all these guys are going to be, you know, younger than 30. They're going to be a lot younger. Um, there's something holding them back right now that's not making them a startable play, but they have a good future. For sure. Um, somebody should take a flyer on. Uh, so the first player, let's start with Debo Samuel. So Depot's an interesting piece to me. Um, he's a guy that we saw last year who could have a massive ceiling. He's been banged up this year, and I think that's why people are really down on him, and we've seen Ayuk come out and perform well. So I think a lot of people are nervous on Debo right now. Um, I, I do think that in this offense, they're going to use him and Ayuk evenly with a lot of different gadget plays. I think that they'll both probably be wide receiver twos realistically down the line. Um, but I definitely think he's somebody that you could buy fairly cheap, especially from what he was drafted at to start the year. Yeah, he his ceiling to me on that offense with Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle there mm-hmm. is a mid range wide receiver too. Right, mid to low wide receiver too. I don't see him ever being produ- producing at a wide receiver one level. No, no, no. I he had a good see- year last year, uh, and he was the wide receiver thirty two. Uh, and to be honest with you, he's better in a standard <clears throat> format than a PR because he runs the ball so much. Sure. Um, but with that being said, I, I think that 32 is kind of kind of lies a little bit because obviously he didn't come on last year until the, probably the second half, realistically. Yeah, he realistically, he, you're right. He, I mean, he had a good week two last year, but after that, he really picked up after like week after week nine, instead of week 10. Yeah. Um, but I think he's going to be a guy, and I think what's going to really cap him from wide receiver number one numbers is that they're just not going to throw the ball enough to him. Well, they're obviously a running team, um, so in that sense, we, we've seen him. We've seen his ceiling at that for sure. Yeah, we, we've definitely seen his ceiling. Um, to me, what would you buy him for? 
I'm giving up a two for him. If if I'm if I'm rebuilding, mm. and I, if I if I have like a top five pick, that means that my second round picks at the end of the second round. Right. So if you're if you're if you're gonna have the second worst record in the league this year, in a ten team league, you have the second pick, and then what is it gonna be like eighteenth pick? So realistically, like it's almost like a high end three. Right. If somebody doesn't realize that, how would you feel about giving up a a late two for Debo Samuel, who could be a wide receiver too? I love it. Um, me personally, I, I like I like the assessment of a two. I would almost take the shot and start with a three and maybe a low end player because, like I said, people might be a little bit nervous on him right now. And if you can get somebody that's panicking a little bit because they need a player to start right now. You might be able to get them even cheaper. Yeah, see, I think the, the two is going to be, the two is going to be right around that breaking point. You know, somebody might ask for a little bit more than a two. Right. Uh, you may have sure. to give a two and a, a low end player like an, you know, a Cole Beasley or an Aaron Humphreys or right. You know, a, a wide receiver three, wide receiver four kind of thing. You know, and um, maybe an Anthony Miller, s- someone in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd give up a two in, in that in that player any day. Um, get Debo Samuel. Sure. So the next guy I want to jump into a little bit and stick into the theme of wide receivers. Um, a guy that we all know has a crazy high ceiling, um, but just been capped because of a situation at this point is OBJ. He's a guy that I think this year um, they're not going to bring back. I think he's going to end up on a new team next year. Um, where that fit may be, we don't know. So that is something that you'd be cautious on. But I think that we've seen how talented OBJ is. He's getting to be slightly older, so I think you can get him a little cheaper also because of that. Um, He's had some injury concerns, so there's a lot of knocks that you can use to kind of go get him for a cheaper price at this point. Um, Obviously, with him being injured too, you can buy him cheap. But he's a guy that you could get, and if he ends up in the right situation, he could be a high-end wide receiver one for you. High-end, I'd temper that a little bit. Probably a low-end wide receiver one is a ceiling. Yeah. I'm buying him based off the fact that he's going to be a wide receiver too, um, for the next two to three years. So typically, wide receivers have a longer yeah. shelf. I, I think realistically, wide receiver two is a realistic, realistic way he'll probably be, uh, but he'll always have that upside to be. A yeah, wide receiver he he one. can go a week where he has right. 150 yards and two touchdowns. That's just who he is. Right. Um, he ends up in a team like like Green Bay. Everyone's calling for them to get a wide receiver. He very well could be. Put those low end wide receiver one numbers, high end wide receiver twos, no problem. Yeah, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready for that at all. Um, <laughs> it's very I, possible. I, I'd much rather him obviously come to New England. And, yeah, you know, we all we all would, but outside, but um, you know, if he <laughs> if he, he could go to the Jets, he could go to you yeah, know, there's, there's a lot of teams of that are looking spots for right now wide receiver talent, to. somebody who can mm-hmm. who can break a big play, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, for the next two to three years, you're buying a player coming off of a torn ACL. Um, who has wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three value? With, right. Yeah. With, yes. With that's what high you end buy wide him receiver right two now. ceiling. Yes. Um, and when I say high end wide receiver two, low end wide receiver two, I mean, you know, because wide receiver two is typically from the thirteenth ranked wide receiver to the twenty fourth. Sure. So you're buying somebody who's we're expecting to be around the twentieth ranked wide receiver. Yeah. In a given year, for the next two years or so. Um, you know, I'd give, I'd give a, I, I, I'd, I'd probably start with trying to give a third round pick in, in a, in a, 
than a Cole Beasley or because he's producing and you can sell high on him or, mm-hmm. um, you know, a Darnell Mooney. Sell that he's a rookie with a lot of potential. Yeah, you can sell his potential. And, and this could be a piece that could help you win next year. And Mooney could just go back to being Anthony Miller was his this year. Right. Um, you know. That that's kind of where I I, I I and but the thing is is as a seller of OBJ, I'd be okay with g- getting a second round pick for OBJ. Sure, um, I I would push as a seller. I would be trying to get a little bit more a two and a low end player. Yeah, like an Adam Humphreys. Yep, like yep, we've yep, mentioned. Yep. Or- yep, I don't think I I would try to sell him just for for two alone. But if you're buying him, I would I would definitely start like you're saying with a third and a player and see if you can sneer. You can steal them. Yeah. It, it, it's worth every second of it, and the upside's there. Um, the only thing with him I want to ask you and see what your thoughts are. The, the ACL doesn't scare me. Does it scare you? No, not anymore. No. No. I've, you, you've seen so many guys come back and be just as athletic. Yeah. I, I think it's very easy to say that he, uh, these guys are coming back. And, I'm more concerned with him being a Cleveland Brown. Right. And I just don't see how that that's ever possible. He's not producing enough for them to come back and pay him because he is on the last but, deal. But is he? He's not going to get paid. I think. I think we've come to the point now where it's been what three or four years since the Odell Beckham mania. And yeah, he hasn't produced since. Even when he was on the Giants, he was hurt. When he came here, he sucked to hurt. I think he'd rather play with. I, I. I honestly would not be surprised if he goes back to the Browns next year. He wants to play with Landry. Him and Landry are very close. He hasn't had any issues with Baker Mayfield that we've heard of. No. But so I, it's not that he's been an off-the-field issue. But I think a lot of teams are going to look at him as that he hasn't produced great because of the situation that he was in with Baker Mayfield. Um, but he's 28 years old. No, and I get that. And that's what I'm saying is I think that somebody will offer him a little bit of, a little bit more money than I think the Browns will. And I think he takes that and runs. So yeah. I think... But I mean, the Browns have money to spend too, and I don't think they. But they don't need it. They don't need him. They weren't using him where they, where they were getting tons of production on him. Where Higgins and they just drafted Donovan Peoples, who who looks promising. Um, they just don't really need him there. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I was guy? to bet on it, I would bet that he ends up back in Cleveland. Hmm. Um, I would. I I actually think him going to the Jets, and the Jets trying to go all in on getting some some get giving uh Trevor Lawrence Odell Beckham Jamison Crowder Chris Herndon Mims Mims and you know in Harriman and potentially and, and then working on getting a running back for him after they just spent a first round pick on a tackle it could you could be starting to work something in there and start to retool that defense a little bit more yeah now we're onto something you know um I wouldn't mind it but He's he's never going to be a wide receiver one again. He's he's more likely to be a high end wide receiver, three low end wide receiver two. Um, but somebody who I'm trying to buy everywhere mm-hmm. in every single format in Dynasty, Portland Sutton. So this is a guy that I was on the on the fringe with for this list. Um, yes, I agree that it's possible to buy him low and. I think we've kind of agreed that I think if you can buy him for a second, absolutely buy him for a second. But I think you're going to run into a thing that since he's been out for so long now, that people know that you're targeting him as a buy low. Yeah, but the thing is, is 
somebody might be trying to fill in a gap on their team and using him to try to win now or try to try to fill no, in a- if if you're gonna if you can get a kid that's that's trying to win now and just wants him off his team or or needs a piece and you can you can steal him for something like that absolutely like, like in a super flex i gave baker mayfield and chase edmonds for him right i mean i, I like the upside of sutton and i had the surplus at i had five quarterbacks at the time mm-hmm. and i after the trade i picked up nick Foles. Right. so i had six quarter I, I had my five quarterbacks again um and i i could afford to lose edmonds mm-hmm. so the drop off from baker to Foles and losing edmonds was definitely worth right and we're talking about so. you gave up backups to get to get him realistically oh y- yeah yeah i mean that, but in a you were never going to start baker but in a super flex, he has to that's no, the thing. He, he only yeah, had two exactly. And that's what we're saying. So, if you're filling somebody's hole, exactly. you can definitely, you might be able, he may be a guy that you can get cheap because uh, they're looking at it. Oh, man. Uh, they just drafted Judy. They just drafted Hamler. They What's his fan, role? They have right. the running game. We don't know what his role is going to be. Locke doesn't look great this year. We thought Locke was going to develop into something. So that was part of the upside that people were selling Sutton on. So th- there's definitely an opportunity to buy him right now. I just think that people know that people are gonna try to buy him low, and they're gonna fight you on it a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly what I expect. Um, I did a little bit earlier, so before right. that wave of "Hey, let's go buy stuff." Exactly. Um, you know, we talked about him on the last episode with the waiver ads. I like his upside. He's actually on the same team, AJ Hamler. Yeah. He, so he could be he could be a John Brown type guy for the next four, five, six years. Where he has really big games and then just mm-hmm. Yeah. Um for me he strikes me more as a Cole Beasley type of guy. He's gonna be a slot guy. He's all speed. He is all speed, but it seems like they're using him short breaks and gadget routes. Gadget routes probably isn't the word to use, but like option routes, choice routes, things like that. Um outs ins, just attacking attack. he's to me he's a zone beater. That's really what he is. That's what he I think he's gonna be perfect for. Uh, that's what I use him for in Madden. Right. That's kind of where yeah. he fits in. But I mean, I, I, I like it. Remember, he was a second round pick, and th- we might be a week too late on. We might be a week too late on adding him mm-hmm. because he's now produced for two straight weeks. Right. And he's been playing 85, 90% of the snaps. Right. And he's the kind of guy that you can kind of, I think you will be able to go out and you can sell that, oh, he's already been hurt. There's so many options there. Same kind of thing that you can kind of go with Sutton. Right. And, and, oh, there's no way that he's going to keep getting 10 targets. And and I think you can kind of steal him. And people think they're selling him on upside. Well, really, they're not. Yeah. You you might run into a situation. on He might be on a team who's who has a a flex spot in Dynasty Mm -hmm. that they need to fill um, with a little bit more consistency right. this year to win like they, they might be win now mm-hmm. um a guy i like to move, talk about in these situations a guy like cole beasley or a john brown or right or something like that. i know they're on the same team but but the, somebody who's a little that, bit older that's producing older, every single week right you know yeah here's a win now piece for this win and, and i'll throw right. in you know hit cole beasley in a three or a four for for kj hamler i think that's a good deal yeah, I, I would take that deal all day long, um, especially like we're saying, if if you're trying to rebuild right now, he's one of those guys that you can get cheap that could pay dividends down the line. And as and as a seller for KJ Hamler, 
you probably drafted him in the in, in the second round of your rookie draft. If that. Yeah, yeah, probably the end of the second round. So for you to get a third round pick and a win now piece, mm-hmm. I'm okay I'd be with happy that. with that. Yeah. Okay with that. He's an interesting piece. For sure. Plenty of potential there. Um, hidden gem. The guy I think is a hidden gem. He might even be available in, in, in some leagues that just started up this year. Harris Campbell. See, now, why do you think he's a hidden gem? Give me that. He He's a very talented wide receiver. He has a, the skill, same skill set as a T.Y. Hilton or a speedster who, who has a very good route tree. He runs good routes. Um, they did spend some draft capital to pick him up, too. He was drafted in the, what, second or third round? I think he was a second round pick, yeah. Um, it was a year or so ago. He started with an injury. Um, you know, he... For what you could buy him for right now, the upside completely diminishes what you're going to give up. Okay. So in that sense, if you're pitching it like that, yes, I agree. Um, he's absolutely talented. He, he very well could be a, an interesting piece. Um, but to me, we haven't really seen anything for him. So if you're going to buy him, you got to get him basically free. Um, I, I mean, I would throw... Probably at most a third at him. I think you could probably get him for a fourth if in some cases. Um, definitely a fourth and a player if you guys get, if your league goes that deep. But for most leagues, I would think a third would be the most that I throw at him. He's played one game this year. He had right. six for uh, six 71 on nine targets. He but like looked very said, good. Um, and then he got hurt. He, he's going to be coming back at the end of the year. We'll see a little bit more on him. Uh, and then you'll have a fresh start next year. He was hurt most of the time last year. And even when he did play, it was with Jacoby Brissett. Right. And that and T.Y. Wasn't was playing well still. And there was, there was a lot of different things going on there last year that we never really got to see him. Yeah, but again, if he's available in a Dynasty League, you might be able to just pick him up and slide him into an IR spot. It just has like a red shirt for right now. Yep. Um, or, or just towards the end of your bench. Um, his upside, he's six foot two oh five. He was a second round pick. He's 23 years old. And again, it's not like it's a running back. Mm-hmm. He could have an average year next year and then start to build off of it because we haven't even really seen his rookie year yet. Right. Because even when he did play, it was on an offense that didn't throw the ball. You just have to hope that he's not a guy that gets stuck and gets washed behind people because like we said... But you're not spending a lot to get him. No. if Like I said, if you can get him cheap and you can get him for almost nothing, absolutely. I wouldn't... Like I, would, like I said, I wouldn't go spend more than a third. Like I, I would give Keelan Cole in a third to get him. You would give Keelan or, or Kendrick third. Bourne, a player, a player of that sort, you know, yeah. a wide receiver four and a, and a three or four to get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, always start with the four. Always start one back pick and then move it up. Right. You know? Yeah. Start yeah. with the second, give a first, start with the third, give a second, makes them feel better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I won't argue that. That's fair. Um, so I think that, oh no, we got one more wide receiver. So this is the one that I'm like most excited about, to be honest with you. Um, and I wish he was available in our league, and there's no way I'm going to get him. I know that. Yeah. Um, everyone's been calling the for Lizard King. The Lizard King. Um, but everyone's been calling for Green Bay to go get a second wide receiver. And I think the big push that they haven't made this big jump to go get him, because I think they have a lot of faith in Lazard. I mean, they tried trading for Will Fuller. They tried trading for another wide receiver, but they just didn't want to give up draft capital to do it. Right. Um, so they, I don't think it's that, but 
the thing with him is he was the number two Mm -hmm. and then he got hurt. But when he, the two games that he did play, he was an absolute monster for sure. And Um, it didn't take away from Adams. It was, he's not nowhere near. No, he'll never cut into Adams. People were expecting, I mean, paying so much attention to Adams that he just got benefited from it. For sure. He's a big guy. He's like six, five. He's 6'5", 227. Big boy. Um, he's in his third year. I mean, this is typically the year that we see these guys pop. Obviously, with him being injured, we, we're not going to get to see a full complement of what he is. Um, but we've seen, like Tim said, we've seen at the back, beginning of this year that he's had the potential to go off. Um, even at the back end, the last two games of the year, we saw him have some pretty decent games where he was starting to come on. Um, I think that there's a good potential here. And I think that I know Tim's saying they don't have faith in him, but I think that they do because I think that they would have went and got another guy if they really felt they needed somebody. I'm just saying, I don't think that they're so they're like, Oh no, we got our guy. No, I I, obviously, I think that I I think that if they could go get a big time piece that that they should, but I I think that he's talented enough where he's going to be, he's going to be that number two guy and he'll, he'll have very productive days on opposite side of Adams. Yeah. He's going to cost close to a second round pick. Very close, because a lot of people saw what he did week one, week two, right? And you know, you might have to give up a Darnell Mooney, a three, and maybe probably I, I would say probably a Mooney, two threes, and you know, one of those dart throw running backs like a DJ Dallas or something like that, in order to get Lazard. I think you're nuts on that. There's no way I would ever give that much up for him. I don't think it's that much. I just think it's a lot of scattered pieces. The two-thirds alone, I think. I would do two-thirds on their own. I would do Mooney and a third. I don't think I would do the two two rookie pieces and then two. Th- that's giving up a yeah, ton DJ of rookies. Dallas, you're selling high on him right now. Um, but this was still uh, we've seen him be productive. So to say that he's completely useless, I, I would I was trying to shy he's the away fifth from that. string running back in Seattle. Yes, but maybe six string now with Alex Collins. Alex Collins has always been there. He was in on the practice squad, but, but now that he's on the active roster and getting right. twelve touches. But I think that we know what Hyde is. He's nothing special. He he could be out of that team next year. Carson also could. I think Carson's on his last year of his deal, so he could be out of there next yeah, year. Hyde and Carson are free agents. So realistically, we're talking about injury prone Penny, Dallas, and Homer, and, and they're gonna bring some. Maybe. They will. We could say they will, but they just drafted this kid fairly high, if I ever want to say. So they may give him a shot. The sixth, fifth, or sixth round. It wasn't that high, but you know, regardless, let's not jump into the rabbit hole on him. Lazard is an interesting piece. He's gonna. I I think he's gonna be a high end wide receiver three the rest of the season. Yeah, probably. Because you know, with wide receiver two upside at points, yeah. Yeah, because he's Aaron Rodgers throwing on the ball. Right. So that's what that's my point on Lazard. You know, that he's gonna cost a little bit more than a uh, Paris Campbell or KJ Hamlin just because of his upside right now. Yeah. Because a win now team might be like, Well, why don't I just see what he's worth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like I said, I don't think I would give up that much. If if you're comfortable with it, I so be it, I guess. Um but for me I I, I would do Two thirds, a Mooney and a third, something like that, where where you can go get a guy, go get him for that. I think. I think it's 
I don't think his price is that high yet. We haven't seen enough consistency out of him to for him to warrant that much. Yeah. My take. Um, so let's jump into tight end really quick. We only have one of them on this list. Blake Jarwin. So the thing is, you know, a lot of guys to target right now are going to be pieces for the future, right? For sure. So a guy that's on injured reserve, who's going to be coming off and going to be healthy next year, that's the kind of player you want to add. Mm-hmm. And you might be able to not give up too, too much for, you know, he very well could be in that Noah Fant discussion. Not probably not Noah Fant. Okay. Uh, probably in that Irv Smith Jr. category next year, as far as where you're bracketing the tight ends. And you, you may be able to get him cheaper right now because he's hurt and people have just forgotten about what he was going to do this year on that offense with Dak coming back next year as well. Yeah. Because I um, see Dak coming back next year. I, I think it's pretty clear that Dak's coming back next year. They would be stupid not to bring him back. Um, I agree. He's definitely an interesting piece that we could, you could definitely be going to get really cheap. Um, the thing is, is that we're seeing what his production could be. Um, and we saw it with Jason Witten. We're seeing it now with Schultz, right? Schultz. Um, so with, and these are backup guys. They sign, they sign, um, Jarwin long-term already. He's got a contract. He's, he's there for at least another three years. He was clearly supposed to be the guy coming in. Um, and people may be forgetting that and we're seeing Schultz come out. So maybe you might be able to get him in a spot too, where people are looking at maybe Schultz takes the spot, but I think it'll still be Jarwin. He seemed like he was a master, much superior tight end coming into the season. He is. He's, he's the, he's the alpha dog in that room in the tight end room in Dallas. Uh, my only concern is, again, is one football. With Dak back next year, you have Zeke, Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup all getting targets before him, right? You so, say that, but I mean... I know that the targets are still going to be there, but I don't think there's no way that Dak's going to get be passing the ball on pace for 8,000 yards. No, but the, I mean, he was at a ridiculous pace when, with Dak. He was... In the first game, well, we're just, I'm using Schultz numbers, obviously, because we obviously didn't get to see Jarwin. But Schultz came out, game one had four targets, game two, ten, six targets the next game, eight targets the next game after that. Those are crazy numbers for targets for a tight end. Oh, they it, are. They even, if, even if we take these down and he averages five, six targets a game, he's still in tight end one conversation. So, with that being said, these tight ends are going to be hard to come by. I mean, realistically, there's what four or five guys that you trust. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So if you can get a guy that has that potential to slot into these, one of these top five guys, potentially, I would take a shot at it. I feel good giving a third round for sure. I agree. That's right where I would be with him too. a third round pick. Um, even if you threw in a little bit more and added a low end player, I think I would be okay with that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the only concern I have is the targets ahead of him. Sure. And the fact that Schultz has looked good. Right. So you may have a, you know, a two-headed monster in the tight end spot. But, you know, he is a little bit more talented than Schultz. But I'm okay giving up a third for Jarwin. Hmm. Um, just seeing what happens. So let's jump into running back. Uh, Cam Akers. Cam Akers. Hmm? Cam Akers. Yeah. 
So, this is a guy that everybody was expecting big things from this year. People were talking about him being the rookie of the year. Right. And he obviously is not that at this point. Um, he, he's, he's gotten the opportunity to take over this backfield. We've seen him get his touches. We've seen him come out. And he's just been outperformed right now. Um, Henderson looks good. Malcolm Brown's had some big games. Um, and this could just be a product of he needs to grow and he needs to learn. And we saw this last year with Henderson, that he just wasn't, didn't have the time to develop into the guy that they needed him to be. So with him being so young, I think out of sheer talent, he's the most talented back on that team. Yeah, I mean, you, you, we have we forget how high the other Brown and Henderson were drafted. But Brown's been in the system for what five years now. Yeah, no, I know. But and remember, he, Henderson was a, a third round pick a year or two ago. Right, Henderson was a third. Acres was the second. End of the second. So I mean, right. roughly they're about the same draft. Grade. He's just yeah. a new toy. Right. Um. But so it, it, I, is Brown still in the contract next year? Mm, um, that I don't know, but because you still have Henderson on his rookie deal, and then you have a right. So for me, I will want a piece of that offense. There, we I think we all know at this point that Houston runs the ball the most out of anybody in the league. Uh, not Houston. I'm sorry. Cleveland runs the ball the most out of anybody in the league. Second behind them is the Rams. We know McVay. We know how creative he is in with this offense. If he can, if we can even cut this down to just two headed monster between Henderson and and Acres, we might have something there. If they can go do something and they're both getting 15 carries a game, something like that, there's potential where he could end up being an RB2 somewhere in that range. Yeah, I'm just very hesitant. Very, very hesitant. If he was this good, if if he had any sort of... If they saw him as the lead back, don't you think they'd be giving him a, more than one or two snaps in some games? Yeah, or being a healthy scratch, or do not DNP coach decisions. There's definitely a chance that he could end up being a complete bust. There's it's very concerning to me. Right. It is, but for what this offense is and how much they want to run the ball, if you can buy him cheap, I would take a shot at it. How much they want to run the ball, but there's only been three games where he's really got the ball more than once. Right. That's my concern. Is you know, do I want to give up a third round pick and a player for to take a dart throw at a running back? It might be better off with a third round pick and that being the dart throw. Because look at the guys that went in the third round, a lot of rookie drafts. You may get a Chase Claypool. He went in the third round of some rookie drafts in Superflex leagues. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's, I guess it's one of those things that all depends on what, what position your team is in. Um, if you, if you need running backs and at this point, I, it's one of these things that for weeks now people have been holding on to Akers expecting him to be the guy. If you get a guy that's just completely like uh, giving up on him at this point. If, if you, I was his owner, I would be, I'd be starting to press the panic button a little bit. Right. So if you can buy him for almost nothing and if you're, if you're making a big trade with an owner, if you're, and you can add him as, as a piece. Right. If right. you're, if you're close on a trade and you know, he's offering you something, if he's trying to buy, I don't know, Devontae Adams from you, Mm -hmm. and you're getting a couple picks, and you're like, oh, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on it. Ask him to throw in acres as a sweetener in the deal. Right. And it'll make the deal feel a lot better um, that you got a young running back at the same time, or 
you know, if you're trading Lockett for, I don't know, a first round pick or something like that, maybe ask him a first in acres for Lockett or, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a monster trade for Metcalf or there's, he, he's it's definitely not that somebody, he's a throw-in player. He's a sweetener in a deal. Right. It, the situation is there where he could be good. He could be really good down the line. It, it just may take a little time for us to see it. Because coming into this year, nobody would have thought Henderson was going to be this either because he was in the same situation. Yeah. I mean, we, everybody misjudged that backfield. And we, right. Anybody who drafted anybody in that backfield misjudged. Right. Um. Let's jump into quarterbacks. We have two of them on the list. So let's start uh, with three of them on the list. No, we have three. Let's, so let's start, start with, with Winston. Winston. Yeah, I agree. Um, Winston. We're a week late on this. We're 100 percent a week late on this. <laughs> I tweeted that. I tweeted this li- list out a week ago, and a lot of people questioned me on Winston. Really, should I should I try to pick up Winston? Right. If he's available in a dynasty uh, in a deep dynasty league, one sh- why two. Yes, uh, because he very well could take over next year if uh, Breeze retires. Right, and, and I don't I mean, think Taysom Hill. Is, Taysom Hill's not. He's the thirty there. years old. Yeah, and he's on his what second year in the league, and so, he's a gadget player. Right, Taysom Hill's not the answer, and I think we kind of talked about this before we started this this episode. Is that look at the weapons that are on this team? We've got Michael Thomas. We've got Kamara. We've seen um, Harris come on a little bit here. We've seen, uh, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is there. He's older. I, I, I don't even count him Latavius at this point. Murray. Latavius yeah, Murray. Jared Cook. Right. There's a lot, there's a lot, there's of, a there's lot, lot of good, good pieces here. He could fall into a very good situation with a good defense. and He doesn't have to throw the ball 8 million times, but he could still be very productive. And with this, he could open this offense up too. This is why he signed and This is exactly this why he's the best here. situation he could have done. Exactly. Even if he doesn't play, even if Breeze played the entire season mm-hmm. and he hung on to a coattails to a playoff run and didn't play. Right. Next year, he can be like, hey, listen, everybody, I, I learned under Drew Breeze for a year. Exactly. I'm a different man. You know, it's Look like, what happened with Teddy Bridgewater. He turned his career around. I can do the same thing. Yeah, that's a little bit the injuries and he proved that he could play. Right. You but, know, but well, we're going to get that chance right now. We're going to see he what he play. is. Uh, the tricky thing is going to be his value. Right. Last week, you, you probably could have given up almost nothing for him. Right now, people are like, well, hey, you could take you could take over after Breeze, so it's going to be a tough decision now. Last week, you might have been able to give up a a, a, a young wide receiver for him, mm-hmm. like a young wide receiver that you're like, I don't really think he has a long future ahead of him, like a sure. Miller or 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 a Mooney or something like that. If you, if you don't really believe in them, but you're trying to sell them as a young piece, mm-hmm. you know, you might've been able to do it. Or again, he could have been a throwing in a deal. Now somebody's going to ask like a, a third round pick and a player. Yeah. Cause they're like, Hey, I might have a starting quarterback next year on my hands. Right. And as somebody that's going to go out and try to buy him, I wouldn't go any more than a third round in a player though. Let's, let's preface right. that yeah. because he very well could take this starting job, but he very well could be, a career backup from here on out. So it's one of those things that you got to kind of temper your expectations. But you, if you're looking for a guy and you're in a, in a spot where you're short on quarterbacks, you can take a shot on him. Yeah. And he's only 26 years old. Right. Um, next we have, let's jump go into Wentz. Let's go Wentz. Yeah. I think Wentz is the next kind of solid piece. And I think now is the time to buy him. Now is the time to buy him. He's been he, terrible for two weeks and all his wide receivers are coming back healthy. Exactly. Um, Sanders just got back. 
Riga just got back. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey just got back. And people oh. are really panicking right now because everyone's thinking that the Giants are a bad team. The Giants are a better team than people give them credit for. That defense has been pretty solid all year long. Um, so, yeah, he had a tough game. Divisional games are always tough. I don't think you're going to get Wentz any cheaper than this than he is right now. If you can get him, I would go buy him. Yep. And again, he's going to cost a little bit, but. No, for sure he is. It's going to be less had... than what he should be worth. Right. Any he's other a franchise league... player. He's a franchise quarterback. Yeah, he's had some concerns, but, you know, you have DJX coming back in a week or so. You just got Jeffrey back. You just got Rieger back. Ertz is coming back in a week or so. You just got Goddard back. Fulgham came on, and you just got Miles Sanders back. So literally, that offense is all coming to him like a, like a magnet. Right. And what does his schedule look like? His schedule's ridiculously. So he goes to Cleveland. He goes to Seattle. He's got Green Bay, uh, New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas, and then Washington to finish the year out. But that's so a- the only two games I'm very nervous about are the New Orleans and Green Bay. Right. Outside of that, he he could be a a, a top fifteen quarterback. Yeah, and and like I said, I mean, we know what he is. He's he could very well easily be a generational talent. He's not old. He's got a deal, so he's not going anywhere. He's he's their franchise quarterback for, for here on out for at least in the next couple of years. Right. So, so the thing with him is, he's he's had two very 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 bad. Right. And everybody's always concerned about the narrative of the Indians. And that offense is really starting to come together. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line is going to start to come together a little bit more. Sure. And their defense is bad. Right. So a good quarterback with a good offense mm-hmm. and a bad defense. That's a fantasy gold mine. Without a doubt. And he throws the ball a ton, guys. And, um, what are you giving up for him? So for me... <laughs> I think people are going to try to probably going to ask for a one would be my guess of what people will ask for him. I would try to sell him for two. Well, do let me rephrase. I would try to buy him for two and then two with a low end player, something of that range. I don't think I would go higher than that. I would do two twos, two twos. Two yeah. Twos. Two twos. That, that's, that's, you know, a, a two, a three, a two and two threes, something in that range. Somebody might ask for, a one, a little bit more than a one. Hmm. Um, but if you can get him for two twos, I'm pulling the trigger on it. For sure. Um, you know, if you if you wanna if you wanna move a in a dynasty league, you wanna move a a lower end quarterback. So like a so what if you, how about this? What if you said if if I offered you this right now, right? If I said Baker and a three or Baker and and a late two. Would you take that? I'd take Baker and a two. I would take Baker. And a two. You would take. Baker I, I would. I would want Wentz over. No, Baker that's what I'm saying. Two. But if if, if I would that give was, up Baker and a two for Wentz. Right. Yeah. Would I take it? Eh. Because I I don't I'm not really believing in Baker that much. No, but somebody that still thinks Baker has a future. Somebody who has to play Baltimore and Pittsburgh two times a year over the course of his career. Right. You know. But um, you know. If I can do Baker in a two. Or how about this? Here's a better one. Because Baker's probably a bad situation. Jimmy. Big Ben Ben in a two. Jimmy Garoppolo in a two. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm out on Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he sucks. Um, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I think he's extremely overrated. Um, Mm. And he's never been a fantasy good, a good fantasy quarterback. 
Okay, so then so, we'll use Ben. Ben yeah, and a two. You know, Ben is older. He's producing now. Hmm. So you can have a win now piece and a two. For I would take Wentz. Yeah. For his long-term upside, absolutely. For sure. It might cost more than this, though. That's the thing is, how much does that other player value him? Right. How much do they value his age and his upside? For me, if I have him in a team that I'm trying to rebuild right now. There's no way I'm selling him. No, if you're if you're in a rebuild, don't sell him. No, he's there's, he's a piece that you. There's zero chance that I'm selling him, but because his upside and, and way it, outperforms whatever you're going to get back for him. Right. So any if you can, it would have to be a team that's trying to win now, or and just looking at oh man, he's struggling right now. Look how bad he's been. This that. You could, you're really going to have to sell that narrative. If you're rebuilding, do you take it? Would you trade Lamar for Wentz in a one? Yeah. You're the, wor- you're the worst person in the world to ask this, but no, that's an interesting, I, that's topic the trade. I made that trade. You traded Lamar for Wentz in a one. I traded Russell Wilson for Wentz, a third and, um, and Lockett. And then, so what you could do is you could turn Lockett into a one. So, it's not terrible. I would still rather have Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson. Well, that was this was at the beginning of the year before we we saw Russell blew up like this and went. Yeah, now it's now it's now it's a little worse. But coming into the year, that was yeah. No, that's actually not a bad trade, you know, uh, especially for you. Uh, And like I said, I was rebuilding, so I needed pieces. Yeah, no, I know you had no right. Um, last guy on the list. This is this is somebody I've mentioned on the podcast a couple times. We just mentioned him on the last episode. Yep. Um, Sam Darnold. He's 23 years old. Yeah. He was a top 10 pick, and he's on the worst organization in professional sports. The thing is, is this is really, his outlook really hinges on if he can get out of the Jets or away from Adam Gase. Fair? Yeah, Adam Gase is gone at the end of the year. They just don't, there's no reason to fire your head coach in the middle of the season unless there's a clear disconnect or you could win now. They suck. Okay, they're gonna suck no matter if Romeo Cornell is their head coach or Adam Gase is their head coach. Okay, they're gonna fire him at the end of the year. They're gonna bring in a new coach. There's no reason to fire him now. I've never been a somebody who's like, yeah, fire him now. There's no reason to fire him. If anything, you want Adam Gase to make this team suck, so they they know they have Trevor Lawrence. Right. Yeah. So in that sense, I, I get that. But regardless. He needs out of the Jets or away from Gase. Whatever, whatever one happens, Both. we're good. Let, what, where did I say he wanted to I wanted, he him, wanted to, him to go to Denver. I want him to go to Denver and throw the ball to Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler, and Noah Fant. That would and be Albert an ideal o situation. With, with Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, and Royce Freeman. Yes. Ideal situation. Oh, I love it. Or, 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 going up, or going to the 49ers and mm-hmm. them getting rid of Jimmy G. There's plenty of places that he could go. We could go to Chicago. He could go. No, don't don't go to Wasteland. Go to Denver. He would be. Go to Denver. Any of these spots, he would be better than with the Jets. Go to Denver. I I'm gonna petition it. I'm starting. I'm starting it. Get Darnold to Denver. What if he came here? No, get Darnold <laughs> to Denver because it's a better situation for him in Denver. Yeah, but he's as not an have owner any of him as, as a fantasy football owner in, in multiple dynasty leagues with Sam Darnold. Get. Him to Denver. Sure. Well, we're we're arguing a moot point right now. It's probably we, not going to happen. No, get him to Denver. But, sure. But he's a guy that if he ends up in a different situation after this year, with them being realistically the worst team in football, 
they're in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. They very well could take him. They very well could move on from Darnold. If he, like we're saying, if he ends up in a different spot, he very well could be a very solid quarterback. He's gone stretches a little bit this year, more last year, where he's been very productive. He's thrown the ball a ton. He's had games where we've seen what he can be. On the Jets, he's right. been a low end. Why? Uh, wow, a low end quarterback too. Yep. He was over the last two seasons because he hasn't played this year. But over the last two seasons, he was a quarterback twenty five and twenty seven. Mm-hmm. So that's what the high end quarterback three. Right. That's okay. But buy him for that price. Right. Knowing that he could be. Somebody could be like, oh, he's just going to back up Trevor Lawrence next year. He's a bridge quarterback for right. Trevor Lawrence. He's a lot better than a bridge quarterback. No. He was a top 10 pick three years ago. And if you watch his games, he makes these electric plays out of nothing. Absolutely nothing. If you gave this kid a little bit of talent around him and a little bit of protection, he could be a difference maker, I think. He has all the talent in the world. quarterback. I'm sorry. He right. really does. I-, I believe in Sam Darnold. I've. I watch him two times a year as a Patriots fan. Right. Never mind the fact that I watch football so much. I believe in his talent. No, I, I can't argue with that. So, but here's the real question is, what do you think it would take to get him? I mean, if you have one of these sell low options and you want to go get a quarterback, if it's a two quarterback league, if you have a, a Debo Samuel, Get Darnold in a three. You know, it's just, I'm not overpaying for him because he very well could be a backup well, on the Jets. And well, he, that's what I'm asking. What do, what do you think is an overpay for him? I'm giving up a three and a player. I, I know we've pretty much said, you know, most of these guys are worth a three. But that's, but a, that's by We're low. not talking about trading for Michael Thomas or Devontae Adams. We're talking about these guys who could potentially turn into something. Right. High upside. This is another high upside guy. He's 23 years old. Mm-hmm. He could be somebody's franchise quarterback for the next 12 years. Right. So, right. For, you know, me, so. for me, I'm going and I would do a second. A second is probably where I would cap out on, on Darnold right now, just for the possibility that he could end up stuck with on the Jets and, and this could be what he is. I would um, push for two threes or, or a two three threes. and a younger player. Yeah, I, that's ideally that's what I would be trying to get a player and a third. But if I, if I really like I'm saying, if I'm in a spot that I need a quarterback, and and I'm trying to rebuild, and like we're saying, I would throw a two at most. Yeah, especially if you're one of those guys who is rebuilding is going to have a top three pick. Right. Your second round pick, your second round pick, is going to be at the end of the second round. So. It's not like you're giving up a top 15 pick in the draft. You're giving up a 17, 18, 19, 20th overall pick. Mm-hmm. If you have the first pick in the draft, in the draft, you have the last pick in the second round. Right. So it's the same. You're almost giving up a third round pick at that point because it's right. just one pick off. Right. So, you know, look at your draft position. And, and if you have your pick in someone else's and look at see where they're going to finish at the end of the year and move that pick instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of these guys, like we're saying, I mean, a lot of these guys, they are very well could end up bust, but at the same time, they could be they could be boom guys, and they could be the cornerstones of your team if you if you pick on the right guy. 
arm. Yeah, some some of them. You yeah. know, Paris Campbell's never going to be your wide receiver one. No, but Sutton could end up being yeah. a high-end wide receiver two, wide receiver one that you can build around. Same thing like we're saying with Darnold. Debo could do the same thing. And Wentz. You know, right. there's, there's, there's definitely a, there's some guys who have extreme upside here. Right. And some of these guys, like, like we're saying, could just be guys that fill out your roster that you can buy cheap with upside. Yep. And these are the guys you kind of need as you're rebuilding. These are the pieces that you need. So keep that in mind. I mean, I don't, none of these guys probably are going to win you, win you a league right off the back. But it, like we're saying, if you're trying to rebuild and you need pieces, these are the guys I would be going after. Yeah. And just, just remember something with these picks, you know, look at, at, at the end of the third round, right? Mm-hmm. The guys who are getting drafted are Van Jefferson, Anthony McFarlane, Joshua Kelly. Sure. In the second round, you know, Brian Edwards, T Higgins, LaVisca Chenault, Zach Moss. Right. Out of the guys that you just named, Higgins is the only one that looks promising right, right now. But at the same time, at the end of the third round, I'm sorry, the beginning of the third round, mm-hmm. Chase Claypool, Brandon Ayuk, but then Devin Duvernay. Right. You know, the risk becomes a lot higher at that at that point. Because, you know, running backs, you're, you're talking about the Keyshawn Vaughns, the, the Eno Benjamins, who we haven't even seen yet. The, the, so those third round picks that you're like, oh, I'd rather have the third round pick. Right. Get the guy that we've at least seen in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, KJ Hamler could be another, ty- um, another Philip Dorsett, or he could turn into a little bit, you know, a, a prototype of a Tyler Lockett. We don't know yet. No. Right? But worth taking a shot on these guys. Absolutely. And that's that's the thing. These guys are young. These guys are somebody who you may want to build your team around. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys I've targeted on Dynasty Leagues I've already bought. So that's it for me. That's all I've got. That's it. Hopefully I think we've had a good list here. Let, let us know. Anybody who's made any trades, I'd love to see if, if you've been able to pull off any trades that we uh, recommended. And then we'll check in in a, in a year or so and see how you felt about it. Without a doubt. <laughs> well, all right, guys. All right. All right, boys. Until next time.